It's always good to remember that during the darkest storms and the dimmest days, that the storm never lasts. Only the people do. We got to find a way to make it through these storms. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant. I hope you're having a great day, great week. I hope things are going well for you. But today, we are going to talk about bad days. We all have them. We all go through them. Some are worse than others, but the bad days I want to talk about are the bad days that we feel nothing is going right, the world is against us, nothing we do is right, every thought, every feeling, every inch of our body has told us that this is the worst. I think most of us know what kind of day I'm talking about. Those days that... Maybe the night before, it was hard to get to sleep. When we wake up in the morning, if we got any sleep, the cover, the bed, the pillow, maybe the dog next to us in bed, the cat next to us in bed, that just feels like the only place we should be. Nothing motivates us to get up. We peel ourselves out of bed to maybe take a shower and brush our teeth so we can get to work. Our head is just filled with dark thoughts, anxiety-ridden thoughts, thoughts of depression, possible thoughts of suicide, thoughts that would make most people cringe, thoughts that would make our friends and loved ones not know who we are. So let's break down why we have those bad days, what we can do about them, and how we can adjust to prepare for future bad days. Because let's be honest, if we get through one bad day, if we get through two bad days, if we get through a week of bad days, There's going to be more in the future. So I must preface this all by blatantly stating that this is all in my humble opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I have just gone through this in my life. And these are just ways that I have gotten through the dark days. So a thing that a lot of us do on these days is we have our... We have an all-or-nothing approach to them. We basically feel that we have to do everything we can to get out of this funk, or there is nothing we can do to get out of this funk. That kind of thinking can be very detrimental because it puts too much of a black-white complexity to see things in such a 
totally full or totally empty way is unfair to ourselves because there is literally nothing in life that's like that. If we look at our feelings, if we look at our emotions like a cup of water, you know, the cup doesn't just have to be totally full or totally empty to be filled with something. It can be a quarter full, half full, but there are degrees to our anxiety, degrees to our depression that we have to keep in perspective. The issue with these dark days, the issues with these bad days, is that there's this end-all, be-all feeling, at least for me, that this was rock bottom. But one thing that I used to do, which, looking back, I know this, this hurt me in the past when I had my bad days, is I tried to fight my feelings. I tried to fight my depression. I tried to tell myself something was wrong with me if I don't get out of this funk. I tried to bargain with myself. I tried to show myself that, listen, things aren't that bad. Just push this to the side. I was fighting against my own self in a way that I would not fight against a friend. If a friend was going through the same things I was going through that day, at no point would I tell them to react the way I was reacting. And no point wouldn't I be a shoulder for them to lean on or an ear for them to talk to. So the first thing I can say is to give yourself some slack. Let yourself feel the way it wants to feel, feel the way it needs to feel. It's feeling that way for a reason. Whether it's the uh, loss of a loved one, whether it's the loss of a pet, whether it's getting fired from a job, whether it's nothing that you can think of, whether it's seasonal depression and just because it's dark and cold outside, let yourself feel the way it needs to feel and be empathetic to yourself. When we are mean to ourselves, when we don't allow ourselves just to be ourselves, then we're doing more harm than good. We have to learn to be nice to ourselves. If we could choose to be any way we wanted to be, we of course would be happy. I think most people would want to be happy. No one wants to feel depressed with the lights off, not eating, not sleeping, staring at a ceiling, wondering what's wrong with us. No one chooses to do that. So why are you holding that against yourself? If this is truly a mental illness, if this is truly something that is affecting you personally, professionally, socially, then why are you being mean to yourself? So that's the first thing we can do is be empathetic and understand that this is a part of you. We need to learn to love ourselves however we are. If your loved one, if your husband, if your wife struggle with this, would you beat them up physically or mentally? No, you wouldn't. You'd be comforting. So comfort yourself. Next, try to focus on something, the specific thing that is causing you 
your grief. A lot of times when we have our bad days and we are truly depressed, it is based on a single thing, but we blow it out of proportion and make it our entire life. For instance, if you are depressed that you didn't get that raise at work, if you're depressed that you didn't get that promotion at work, a lot of times we take that to mean that we are failures, that everything we do in life is a failure. No one appreciates us. No one loves us. No one sees how hard we work. We are a 100% failure in everything in life. So if we take that big bubble, at least in my, <laughs> in my past, if I took that big bubble and just shrunk it down and worked on specifically that feeling to see things through a better filter. Now, if this promotion at work was caused by something that I did or did not do, I can start to make steps and plans and processes to help me get that promotion next time. If I want to get to that place that I think I should be, then I have to focus or refocus my attention on that specific goal. In depression, on bad days, everything gets blown out of proportion. Everything is made bigger than what it is. Simple things, little molehills become mountains, and they become big mountains, big mountains with volcanoes at the top of them. And if we're not cautious, they'll erupt. So we have to find a way to refocus our attention on what is giving us our depression. And how do we do this? It's, it's much simpler said than done. One way is through meditation. We can simply sit up in bed, put on a meditative program, and we can start to note the things that give us anxiety and depression and refocus our attention on what those things are. Getting up and doing some exercise, actually doing physical activity to get our brains going, to get our muscles going, to get a sweat going, so we can start to increase our endorphins, we can start to increase testosterone, we can start to increase all these things that may give us a positive feeling. If we just stay in bed and linger in our depression, most of the times it'll, it'll go away. I'll be honest with you. If you lay in bed long enough, your depression might go away. Might go away in an hour, might go away in a day, might go away in a week, but it might go away. The only bad thing about that is that that becomes a learned behavior. So if we think that, okay, last time I had a bad day, I laid in bed all day, I didn't eat, I didn't talk to anybody, I didn't socialize, I didn't take a shower, I didn't go to work, and guess what? The next day, I figured it out and everything was fine. That becomes a learned behavior. And just like a drug, at some point, we're going to need more of it. So 
The first time we needed a day. The second time we might need a weekend. The third time you might need a week and you see where this is going. So we had to start training ourselves, at least for me, I had to start training myself that I could not stay in that bed all day. I could not talk to coworkers all day. I couldn't go through not talking to girlfriends or wives or, or best friends. I couldn't go through that day or that week without communicating because that was doing more harm than good. If you saw your friend taking drugs and they said, okay, this is just a one-time thing. I'm just, I'm just doing this just to make me feel better. Then the next time they say, okay, I'm just going to do it a second time. I just need a little bit more. By the third time, you'd probably figure out that what they were doing, if you hadn't figured out the first or the second time, what they are doing is not just harmful, but it's not helping them at all. So we need to be able to get our side, our side ourselves and see that without using the proper techniques to help with our bad days, with our depression, with our anxiety, we're not going to help ourselves get any better. And one of the best things we can do once we figure out what technique works for us, whether it's meditation, whether it's exercise, whether it's getting up and starting a routine, reading the paper, reading a book, reading a, uh, you know, praying, whatever works for us, whenever we figure out exactly what works, we need to start perfecting it. We need to start honing our skills. And this in itself will help us prepare for future episodes where we have those really, really dark days. And then we need to document it. We need to write it down so we can come back and show ourselves how successful we can be getting through these dark days. about what constitutes one of these dark days, one of these depression-filled days, one of these anxiety-laced days. We've talked about some ways we can get through it, how we can help ourselves, how we can start being nice to the person that we are. We've talked about how we can hone and look at the specific reasons or reason why we're feeling the way we're feeling and not let it blow up into this big thing. So now let's kind of talk about how we can prepare ourselves for these things that are going to happen in the future, because we know they are. I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we got through one of these days and said, okay, this is never going to happen to me again. I've gotten through it. So I'm good to go. I'm never going to have another stressor in my life. I know how to deal with everything, and everything will be great. That is not honest. That's not being honest with yourself. So I touched on a little bit about documentation. And what I mean by that is 
the physical act of putting a pen to a paper or typing on a computer or texting yourself, the how, the when, and the why you got through your bad day. It helps so much if we jot something down to remind us not only that we got through something like this, but how we got through something like this and why we did. The hardest part of that is the why, and I'll get to that last. The when is the easiest. So a specific time, a specific moment, if you're a sports fan and there was a game playing, you can jot down, hey, you know, when the Braves were in the seventh inning and they were leading three to one over the Nationals, that's when I felt better. Or if you are a music fan, maybe when I sat down and listened to a Tribe Call Quest scenario that one time and this time, that's when I start, that's when I felt better. Jot down the exact moment your body started to feel better, your mind started to feel better. Then, how? What did you do? I got up and went for a run. And when I got back, I started to feel a little better. I got out of my bed. I went downstairs. I made a meal. I sat down and, and listened to some jazz. And man, that really, that took me back to a moment in my childhood when my dad played jazz. And I started to feel better. The when and the how can be the easiest things because they're specific things. They're things we can jot down and go back to them. But then the why is something we really need to think about. At least I did. I need to think about why I started to feel better. Did I forgive myself for a mistake that I thought I made? Did I forgive somebody else that put me in a bad situation? Did I finally come to an understanding that this is not forever? It doesn't have to be forever. Those whys, because they are the hardest, because they take the most thought, are going to be the most helpful and the most useful when it comes to preparing for the next time this happens. So if our why is based on a feeling that we have forgiven ourselves, what we are doing is showing internally, I am showing myself that I am able to forgive, that I have that forgiveness gene in me. And this is something that can be hard to do. It might be very easy for me to forgive others. And it is. I'm speaking of my own experience. I am a very empathetic person, overly empathetic to a fault. It's very easy for me to forgive others. It is extremely hard for me to forgive myself. And not just forgive myself for the reason that put me in my depressive state, but to forgive myself for being in the state to begin with. Because I used to beat myself up for being sad. I beat myself up 
for being anxious. I just did it two days ago. There was something in my life that was a stressor. In my, my last podcast, I talk about triggers. There was a trigger that caused me anxiety. And in my head, I beat myself up for even feeling anxious. Which after some self-talk, a little time, some alone time, listening to some quiet music, getting my mind back on track, going for a run, I was finally able to get through it. Now, in the past, something like that would have taken me days and possibly weeks to get over. I would have been anxious for a really, really long time. And when I mean a long time, I mean a month. Because I used to beat myself up for something that could be so small, for something that could be so insignificant that, again, I made that molehill into a mountain. My success a few days ago is a simple fact that I was able to work through it in a way that had worked in the past. So I was able to take something that would have kept me anxious for days and I shortened it to hours. Now, that does not mean that all my anxiety, all my depression goes away 100% of the time. I have learned this is something that I live with. This is something that is a part of me. So remember that these dark days are not going to last forever. At least they will not last forever if you take care of yourself and you allow yourself to feel the way you're going to feel. And then you don't beat yourself up for feeling that way. And then you work on getting through that day. And then you make the proper steps, create the proper processes to help you when it happens again. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this. Um, This show was very therapeutic for me because all of this hits home. This is all personal to me. I, I go through this every day. The next episode, I'll be talking about body image issues and how that's affected me and led to some of my depression and anxiety. So as always, be safe out there, take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you later. Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or anybody you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.